You're listening to the Sports Talk Podcast with Darcy Waldegrave from News Talk ZB. And we're joined now by Chris Steele, sailing commentator and analyst as we look toward the future of Sail GP, which is not good in the Auckland region. Always good to chat, Chris. I hope you're well, mate. Yeah, g'day, Jarcy. Yeah, obviously a pretty interesting day. Um, hearing the news about the Sail GP announcement today, not not coming to Auckland, but yeah, I'll be honest, it probably wasn't a surprise. I know they've been struggling with some of the, the admin side of things for a while now, so yeah, finally making a call. I guess they're running out of time. Be interesting to see where it ends up going. Could you expand on that for us, please, Mr Steele? What, what problems do you believe they were having? Well, I knew straight off the bat it was going to be a tricky one to sell. I mean, obviously, when you talk about bringing a premier sailing event to to New Zealand, Auckland's probably the the first sort of place that comes to mind. But I guess the the difficulty that you've got with an event like that is it's all based around bringing the racing to the public and trying to make it as accessible as possible. So trying to be spectator friendly and and that kind of restricts you pretty heavily to where you can actually do it. You know, you need to be able to produce a sailing venue that is basically close enough to the shore that people can watch it uh, on the sidelines, so to speak. And that really narrows down the racing. I mean, we obviously saw some pretty pretty cool racing with the the last america's cup when they were you know racing off the the north head sort of region around the bean rock sort of area between brown's island there but outside of that when the racing was um you know out in the hauraki gulf so to speak you, you couldn't see anything from from the land and the model that sail gp sort of goes sort of around and is, is based on is trying to make it all spectator friendly right there for people to watch on the shores and and that was something that sort of far exceeded my expectations when i was down watching uh in littleton and last year just how awesome the racing was and how close it was to the shore but I guess the problem you've got with Auckland is um, there's very few places there that sort of emulate that kind of uh, kind of race venue and and obviously being a, a huge sort of a, uh, industry with the shipping and things with the port there you know shutting down the harbour really isn't much of an option I don't think so um, yeah it was always going to be a, a tricky one and I guess they they reached a point with it where they they weren't making any more progress and and uh, finally decided to pull pin. So as far as the options for courses, where would it be best suited, taking into account the ability for people to watch it and also the ability to race with the rather fickle changing winds that the Waitamata can throw up? Yeah, I've always thought that one of the best venues from a, from a spectator standpoint uh, in the Auckland Harbour would be sort of um, just off North Head there, basically up and down the channel, sort of in between sort of Browns Island and, and North Head there, which is where they had one of the race courses in the last America's Cup, and and that was where we saw the, the best racing. And the problem that you've got, obviously, there is with Sail GP kind of uh, running a, a commercial sort of event is they'd want to build in infrastructure um, into North Head there to try and sell tickets and, and create a bit of a fan base with um, marquees and, and a, a VIP sort of hospitality experience as well. And, and obviously, it's not as simple as just being able to pitch tents and, and put grandstands up on your own, I'm sure. Um, the local e would probably own the land there and you'd have to, to come to an agreement with, with leases and, and things like that. So that kind of makes that very difficult. And then also, like I was saying before, a bit of water that you've got there is so narrow that you have to shut down the shipping lanes coming in and out. And that would be a massive task and a massive sort of expense for, for the port there. So, I mean, that's obviously one of the biggest hurdles that I think they'd have with, with that sort of venue. Um, if you came down the harbour more so, sort of just off the Royal New Zealand Yacht Squadron there. Um, it's quite, a, again, quite a narrow piece of water. And basically, the, the predominant winds directions that we get, you know, northeast sort of sea breeze at that time of year or, or sort of a southwesterly from the west coast, those two breezes, um, you know, make that, 
that bit of water really narrow um, and, and they're not all that reliable because that sort of piece of water there, you kind of get a bit of a pushback from the breezes from both directions. So I think that kind of ruled out that probably that that venue as well. And then I guess, yeah, where else can you sort of take it where it's accessible to the public and it's not going to ruin um, the actual quality of the racing? And, and I guess um, they reached a point where they couldn't sort of come to any sort of uh, better better solutions and and I guess um, yeah like I said now it'll just be super interesting to see what Plan B is and where they plan on taking it. Well, Chris Steele joins us. When your point is the issue here that they simply can't build on it. There's no, it's not possible due to the nature of the, of the soil and what used to be there. Would off of Winyard Point would have that been a a place where you think they could have actually had some good racing with spectator ability regardless of the wind yeah i do but i i guess you know i'm sure there's a huge amount of logistics that go into to being able to to produce um proper infrastructure there to to be able to host host the fans like i said the the event itself is is a lot more than just the sailing you know it's about creating a sort of a hospitality experience for um fans and businesses and you know corporations and things to be able to make an event out of the the couple of days sailing because the race windows actually are relatively short you know it's one of the things that sort of shocked me about the Christchurch racing is um you know the the boats are actually only racing for an hour each day and and there's two two days of racing plus your training day so really it's only three hours of actual racing and it's a a huge amount of work that goes into trying to accommodate all the fans and and the hospitality side of the thing for for literally three hours of racing you know one each day maybe it gets moved they've got it in a particular position but the winds change and they've got to move where the actual course is to take into account the ability to actually race do you think that people would accept that even though it's away from the grandstand like how important is the engagement with the fans and the ability to watch right there and then as opposed to having it full stop but would they rather have it around the corner or not have it at all you see what i'm saying here chris yeah i get what you're saying i guess um you know it depends on how big and how long the event sort of runs for like i said it's all this is like a very much the sort of like a t20 style format of, of cricket it's it's all about engagement and getting things sort of in and out, over and done fast. Um, people don't have to take a whole day off to watch it. And um, the, the the whole point about selling tickets to people that want to watch the racing is being able to, to see it from the land. I mean, these boats are obviously incredibly cool and they hit some some awesome speeds, but if they're hundreds of metres away or, or if not kilometres away, um, you know, it really doesn't do the whole event justice. And so, you know, that that's definitely a big part of it. And, and if anything, they go probably too far that direction sometimes and it actually affects the sailing and you've seen that a little bit in the series some, some of the sailing hasn't been you know all that great often there's there's not the best winds or anything like that but but they're doing it in places where people can watch from the shoreline and anyone that would be in Christchurch from that for the last edition would have you know all the all the comments that I heard were extremely positive and just amazing you know the boats were 15 20 meters off the shore um, and that's when you get a real sort of uh, experience on how quick the boats actually are going you get a real sort of respect and an idea of how fast they actually are going and that's that's what really wows people so if you if you move it offshore to a point where you can't see it um yeah i think it just takes too much away from from the racing itself and then you might as well just be watching it on tv chris Steele joins us likely it will turn up in littleton again in christchurch do you think they've got enough to get it up and running in what four months considering christmas is right in the middle of it all 
that would be my expectation. Yeah, just purely based on the fact that it was such an successful, uh, such a successful event last time round. Um, you know, I really, like I said, was hugely impressed by not just the the way that the venue kind of took the event on, but how actually good the racing was. You know, all the sailing, you know, how fair and and good the winds were there, but also, you know, they love being able to get close up to the spectators as well because you know you can hear the the crowd cheering as the boats come past and. And, um, you know, the event itself was really well run. So that would be my sort of expectation as, as, as to guess to where it's going to be, purely based on the fact that they've probably already dotted all those I's and crossed all those T's already, having done the event there once before. For more from Sports Talk, listen live to News Talk ZB from 7pm weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.